Camila Lara and Isabella, our Latin correspondent. Hello. Hey. Hey. I have to say two things. First, um, happy 20. Thank you. You're almost uh, almost allowed to drink. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And second one, Isabella, you have a really cool T-shirt. Yeah, it's from one of my favorite bands. They're called Metrisy. Boom. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of Camilo's side projects, by the way. Uh, it's uh, Mexico and Morrissey Unite. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. You picked the perfect t-shirt to wear. You definitely gave them some thought. I absolutely love it. Um, I am so excited to meet you, by the way. Like, I was doing my research last night, and Lord, have mercy. I mean, I just wanted to start off with this because I love giving props and shines to people. And for, you know, maybe people that are tuning in that aren't familiar, aren't aware. I mean, I don't know, Isabel. I'm just going to go into this, and then we can get into some questions. But, like... I don't know, you were named 50 most influential people in Latin America. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello. Also, yeah. And then also, then not only was that enough, and then it was like the 50 people transforming Mexico. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, come on. I was like, holy crap. How did we get so lucky? It sounds horrible. Like, uh, sounds like I'm Boris Johnson or something. No, it doesn't. You know what it sounds like? We need to know who you are. Who are you? Tell us everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited for you to be here because obviously, I mean, what you're doing is working. So let's talk about it. Isabel, I know you have some amazing questions, I'm sure. So you want to jump into some? I mean, like your first question is, who are you, right? I mean, you are El Instituto Mexicano del Sonido, Mexican Institute of Sound. And uh, since the genesis of your project, uh, just first of all, what drew you initially for those that are getting familiar with your work as well, but to the, the Mexican sound that you paid homage um, in your entire project? So tell us what drew you to the Mexican sound. Well, I guess I started uh, like just record digging and uh, started sampling a lot. My first instrument was a sampler. So I guess uh, everything started because I sample, started sampling Mexican music and it started to sound like Mexican music. I, it was not on purpose. I, I tried to do electronic music and sound more close to Detroit or to Manchester, but uh, I end up sounding like Juan Gabriel or uh, or Sonora Santanera or all these samplers that I used to like to, to use. Um, so after a while, I stopped sampling that much, but I I figured out that was my persona. Like uh, I, I end up uh, realizing that I, I love Mexican music and I love Latin American music. But at the same time, I, I, I have a deep love for uh, hip hop, electronica, punk rock, uh, everything that I, I grew up listening to. So um, I guess uh, after many, many years, I have seen that all my career has gravitated around that. Like uh, everything that I have done, it has to do with Mexico and my influences. So um, I, I don't know, I, I, I just assume I'm, I am I am from Mexico. I live in Mexico, and that's what I who I am. And that's part of my DNA, and that's it. Uh, I, I've been doing music to try to push the bar of uh, whatever I think is interesting on my culture. 
And you started off like as a crate digger, and it's funny how you say that you were just sampling just uh, electronic beats and sounded like La Sonora Santa Arena, Juan Gabriel. But even just with Mexico in itself, I do want to highlight uh, all the diverse genres that we have that maybe non-Mexicans might not be familiar. You know, we have mariachi, Mexican cumbia, son jarocho, huasteco, baladas románticas, norteñas, bandas, gruperas. And, you know, you've been incorporating a lot of those, like, regional roots, traditional uh, genres. Like, you could be a, some uh, occasionally, like, a revivalist of a lot of those sounds, and you mix them with, like, electronic music, you know, you modernize them with beats. So how, how has it been for you to um, explore sounds from native from Mexico, but also, you know, international Anglo sounds and fuse them together. Well, I, I guess it's like uh, when you start uh, digging and you start with some blues records and some blues records takes you to country music and then country music takes you to somewhere else. Yeah. And that happens with, with Mexican music. I mean, it's so diverse. Like, uh, as Isabella said, like, there's a million different rhythms and subgenres and, and there are, like, icons of, of that each each kind of genre. So um, I start digging and probably my first love was tropical music like cumbia and uh, everything for the dance floor but after a while you get like deep and deep and i, I started understanding other rhythms and it's funny because uh, when i was growing up i my i was punk rocker and i hate reggae uh only because my friends used to smoke pot and i didn't i didn't <laughs> it made me sleepy so uh, you're gonna offend jessica <laughs> so i i, I thought it's like totally it, fine i get it Right. If I if I smoke pot, I'm gonna love reggae. Uh, so I, I I rather I'm a punk rocker. Uh, but after a while, I discover like I, I'm an idiot. I love reggae and uh, and I don't I still don't smoke pot. But uh, <laughs> same happened with Mexican music. Like I I kind of love every when you're growing up you kind of focus on different things like uh, trumpets or uh like the sound of the trio or the mariachi or the lyrics or uh so it's been exploration of basically all these kind of a spectrum that surrounds you like there is no way living in mexico city or in la or in chicago to get away of that so it's part of you like it's it's on you you mentioned uh, Los Angeles Azules, and they're a band that you've uh, produced as well, and they're considered like the band that globalized Mexican cumbias. They've been around since the late 60s. And you've also produced Lila Downs, who, in my opinion, is one of the most impressive voices of traditional Mexican music. And But you've also uh, uh, produced Nora Jones and a Band of Horses. How do you go about selecting uh, who your next uh, collaborator will be or uh, a, a work that you're going to produce? Um, I, I've been super lucky. Like with Angeles Azules is like working with Johnny Cash for me. Like it's uh, one of my top influences ever. Uh, so to uh, I, I kind of uh, look for that. And, and it's, a, it's a love story. Like in the end up, uh, Cumbia like finally made it again to mainstream and to be popular. So it was beautiful. Uh, and with other artists, like I just kind of, um, I don't know, I, 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 I kind of been around in so many things like uh, uh, from the Beastie Boys to, I, I don't know, like uh, work with, uh, now I'm working this week with uh, for a new Run the Jewels uh, uh, project. So 
it's kind of uh, everywhere, and I, I and I don't care. Like I, my head is like that. I kind of uh, my head is like a record digging. Also, like if it's cool and if it has something exciting, I I'm in. Before I'm we get, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, just before we get to talk about your your new album that you you have coming up, but I also wanted to uh, point out that. You were the musical consultant for Coco, the Disney's Pixar film, which I think is pretty awesome. Like, how does that even happen? What was that experience like? <laughs> I, I still tripping because I'm I'm on the film. I have a, car, a cartoon uh, of myself uh, as a DJ on, on one of the scenes. That is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, for my mom, like, she finally like realized I was a musician. She was like, oh my god. When she saw the film. <laughs> She never understood what I was doing, so uh, that was cool. And I, I, I had the luck of uh, the, the the director of the film uh, was listening on 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 repeat my music, so I got a Facebook message saying like, uh, "Hey, would you like to work on a Mexican film for Pixar?" Um, I'm the film director for um, Monster Inc. and Toy Story. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> I feel like that. Cool. I can't believe it. I <laughs> that it is just practice. so cool. <laughs> I, I'm just curious, you know, this is, you know, we'll get to your album, but this is, you know, your sixth album that you put out. You've worked with, you know, incredible artists you've produced. I'm just curious, like, what piece of advice you would give to some people that are starting out now and, you know, Latin artists or not, you know, to, to break into this industry and to be working for as long um, as you have, what do you, what piece of advice do you give to them? Um, I guess uh, to listen to your inner voice. I mean, there are two ways if, if you listen to your inner voice, either you get a decent career and you follow whatever you expect to do, or you fail and you became like you start working in another thing. Uh, both are very possible. I would say 80% and 20%. But uh, that 20% is that matters. Like it's that that kind of artist that uh, have their own uh, flavor and they represent something. And and I, I think if you stick. Um, clear on your center on what who, who you are and what what is your purpose i think you have a, a a bigger shot than the rest that is like looking for the next trend or whatever like i i believe in like we all are flavors and and if, if your flavor connects with you uh, it can connect with someone uh, that's that's the only thing that i know the rest it's luck and uh, so many things that uh, it's so it's not even up to you like I love that piece of advice. I think it's so, I think it's so true. And it's, you know, I think it's also what's really helped you kind of stand out is like, you've been true to yourself, you know, your uniqueness, your, you know, your music style, like you've just been true and been creative and kind of been, you know, I don't know, paving your own path in a sense and it's worked. And I know that that comes also with, as you said, a lot of other things and a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but you know, say when you are true to yourself, it always shines through. And I think that that is so important. But I know, Isabella, you had some questions about the album. I want to make sure we talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So you have a new album coming up titled De Efe, which is a love letter to your hometown. Um, as we all know, in 2016, the city was formerly known as De Efe and it was renamed to Ciudad de Mexico. So firstly, 
what did the name change mean to you? And secondly, why did you decide to dedicate your new album to its former name? Um, uh, this is the fourth time the city changed their name. So oh, okay. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine a city where um, it was a peaceful lake and then the Aztecs come and just like build everything on top of the lake and then the Spanish come on top of that and build the whole city on top of the Aztec civilization and then the Mexicans just kind of uh, start building on top of everything. So. Right. I think that the, the city is kind of a collage in a way. Like it's just a, a city that keeps reinventing itself. And and the, the city that I fall in love was uh, Distrito Federal. It was uh, uh, the name of the city when I was growing up. And that was the city that has like all the yellow uh, beetle taxis. And it, it, you, you walk on the streets and you had like a million things going on. There was an earthquake and uh, it was so complex and good and bad. Um, that I fall in love with that city. And suddenly, um, since 15 years ago, 10 years ago, the city has been into a stream makeover. Um, like instead of a, a, a mom and pop store, there is a Starbucks and then uh, there's some really good happening, but some horrible and it's becoming like a, a kind of a, a generic uh, mega city. So uh, there are some things that I love, some things that I hate, and that's what the record is about. It's about that's, that's the beauty of it. That is so uh, ever changing, evolving. There's just so many colors. And I've always I live in New York City. I lived in Mexico City from 2006 to 2010 when it was still the F. So that for me, it, it kind of I always think about it as the F too. But I always compare New York to Mexico City. How it's vibrant. It's a melting pot. Like the 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 way that it runs. It's like almost you know 24 24/7 and uh, um, I definitely love, I mean, I wish I wish to go back. I really miss Mexico City, to be honest. <laughs> um, my last question for you, because uh, I know Jess uh, will uh, want to close, uh, but my last question to you is, your latest single titled Dios, God, highlights a bunch of Mexican food. I think it's super fun, upbeat, um, and anywhere that you will travel in the world, you will always find a Mexican restaurant. That is no doubt. Why is Mexican food one of the best contributions that Mexico has offered to the world. Obviously, you dedicated a song. Yeah, of course. Well, that's what the, that was the, the whole point of it. Um, I think um, Mexicans um, are 20, 25% water, 25% uh, blood, 25% uh, uh, happiness, and 25% uh, corn, uh, maize. Uh, so if you squash a Mexican, you get a gordita or a quesadilla or something uh, like we all are made of corn. We are, oh <laughs> are we a result of uh, thousands of years of corn running into our veins. So I, I thought um, that's God. Like for for me, that's that's God, and that's uh, that's what uh, makes me uh, uh, be close to someone that is uh, from my town. I'm dying 25% <laughs> corn. That is so funny. Um, I like, Isabella, I just wanted to make sure, do you have any more questions or I'm gonna kind of close out with our game? You can close out with the game. Okay. Um, so we play um, a game at the end of every uh, interview and it's called rapid fire. And so the idea is we're gonna put one minute on the clock. I'm gonna ask you some questions just to kind of get to know you a little bit. And the first thing that comes to your mind, you will answer. Um, and if you don't know the answer, we can skip. But 
Are you down to play? I'm ready. I knew you would be. Okay, okay let's put, yeah, <laughs> let's put, I knew, like when I was doing my research, I was like, he is going to be it. All right, let's put one minute on the clock and we're going to get into some questions. What is the last song you listened to? At last by Etha James. Oh, beautiful. Is there one artist that you think should be on everyone's radar right now? Um, I would say a um, new one. Uh, uh, oh my God. Um, I know well, I put you on the spot. I would say Nafi. Nafi, a Mexican Nafi. collective. They're really cool. It's a cool collective. Electronic music. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Um, my gu guilty pleasure is to dance uh, menudo naked um, <laughs> on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite menudo band member? Oh my God, you got me. I, I, I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he will not pick a favorite. I don't um, want to be not uh, fair to anyone. You have worked with a lot of artists and, you know, whether it's producing or, you know, music. I'm curious, who is like your dream collaboration to be to work with? Uh, I, I would say with Malcolm McLaren, uh, but he's dead. Uh, so so I would say uh, with Big Audio Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to ask you, because I've been watching the show on Netflix. Do you have a favorite street taco spot? Oh yeah, well that that's uh, like people have died because that question. So I would say I, I only would say taco al pastor, and then if if I say where, like I would have haters, uh, threats. So I rather it's better not... to keep that. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. I've just become I was like obsessed this weekend watching that show um, about all the street tacos and everything, and so now it's like Taco I'm... Chronicles is really good too. Uh, the way that they highlight all these different types of tacos i mean I, i'm just it, i'm just i just it makes me sadder why i'm not in mexico right now actually yeah, <laughs> I mean, we get a little taste in la but it's nowhere near nowhere near that so anyway thank you thank you thank you so much for being on i love your new track um dios am i saying that right did i pronounce that right sorry no espanol so i'm really trying um but I loved your new track when I was listening to it last night. It's just so good. Um, you have a new album dropping in soon, right? January. I'm going to release a bunch of singles before. So Awesome. You guys, make sure you stay tuned. Follow Camilo on Instagram. You can find, um, you can find the Mexican Institute of Sound on SoundCloud. Anything else? Did I miss anything? I feel like that's it. But thank you so much for being on the show. It was so great to have you on. And we look forward to your album coming in January. And hopefully you can come back on and talk about it. Thank you. Thank and, you, Camilo. Uh, happy 20. Thank you so thank you. much. Thank you.